0: I'm not really here. Well, I am. But we're not really 100% back with the new series. However, there was no way we were going to let the next few weeks go by without an episode or two. Just as we're all getting dressed up for Halloween, before counting the sweets we managed to haul in, hundreds of politicians and some of the most powerful people in the world will be arriving in Glasgow for COP26, the Global Climate Summit. We're going on a deep dive into COP next Wednesday in a programme that we've made with the Young People's Organisation spun out. However, this week, we wanted to look a little closer to home, so we headed down to the beach.
1: Hi, I'm Paddy Shanahan. I'm 12 now. I'm on Sandy Cove Beach walking my dog Biddy. We're here because this is a place of natural beauty that will not be very beautiful for much longer. Because the world is being destroyed, progressively by humans and this is one of the things that we have to lose as you're here you can almost breathe the freshness I mean when you think about it everything that we have outside of the center of population is a natural resource that is dwindling and it's very important that we keep that for many reasons that there's habitats here animals ecosystem and I mean nature can live without humans but humans simply cannot live without nature.
2: Hi, I'm Bernadette, Paddy's mum. He keeps us all on our toes. You get a constant reminder about things, and, you know, we all try to do the recycling and we do all the kind of normal stuff that you'd hoped you would do, but Paddy kind of kicks it up a notch all the time. His little brother is uh, kind of worn out with him. He's always telling us we've we've had meat twice this week, that's it for the rest of the week and all of that. And his brother's a big meat fan, so there's a little debate goes on there. But, no, it is, on the educational side, it is really good because... I've learned an awful lot from Paddy, and um, it's really great as well to see your kids take an interest in something, and something as important as this.
1: It's difficult to get adults to do what they're told, but I mean, we have to live in this world, and they don't, and I suppose, like, it's not their fault that they're not the victims.
0: Paddy is one of many climate activists whose first environmental actions started close to home. For Paddy, that's clearing up the beach.
1: I do find a lot of rubbish when I'm on beach cleans. Plastic bottles, plastic bags, shoes. I actually find a lot of shoes. Baby supplies, nappies, other junk. The long-term solution is to just phase out plastics. And you could argue that there's no alternative, but there's just no advertised alternative. There's lots of alternatives, just go check.
0: So Paddy did check, and he decided to implement his findings at his own school.
1: The first thing I did was I proposed to my green schools that we implement a composting system into the school and I had also brought in a uh, biodegradable bottle. So the bottle is made of sugarcane. it's from a company called Refill.ie and it will biodegrade in the soil when it is put there. Unlike plastic that will take a very, very long time to degrade while harming the ecosystem with toxins and microplastics, what we did was we brought it in and we put together a sales plan and we made it the school bottle.
0: When did you first get interested in environmental issues? For me, it was seeing the drastic figures that a very limited amount of media and scientists were telling us, or even seeing the lack of reporting on this. And more and more of us are becoming aware of this at a younger age.
1: When I was three or four on a school trip to Dublin Zoo, I overheard some adults talking about the destruction of habitats, and I asked them about it, and they explained everything to me. And because of that, I wanted to join the Green Schools Committee in my school and learn more about the problem. I felt lied to, to be honest, that I hadn't been previously taught about this, and I felt betrayed by the world that I couldn't try and
2: help. It really teaches me as an adult how seriously the kids take it. And when they hear it time and time and time again, they do get worried and they do start saying, what's gonna happen? As much as you can say, oh, look, it's gonna get better, it's gonna be better, you turn on the news and there's a fire and there's a flood and there's this, and, and then they'll say, but it's not, it's getting worse and that's a difficult one to answer. You can't lie, they know, the the kids know. We all just say, it's down to people like you. Your generation, if we all stick at it, hopefully we'll get there, but the anxiety thing, the best way I guess out of the anxiety is action. It's sitting around worrying about something, never got you anywhere. Flossie in the beach clearance, when she started, I'd bring the kids down and we'd go and pick up the litter. It's amazing how much litter you pick up and that kind of blows you away. And then you think that's just a couple of beaches around here, but that action of doing things, there's a really cathartic thing when they get together. They start to have fun and they, you kind of go, this is good, look, they're having fun and they're doing something positive and, and, and then it, it spreads. It spreads, they talk to their friends and you know, they teach us a lesson because they are far more concerned and more on it than we are generally, I think. And so we learn from the kids
0: but it's hard to learn from kids when the climate crisis isn't really at the center of what they learn at school.
1: I mean, you get a little bit here, a little bit there, maybe some in science week, but one of the big things is that there's, there's no exam, so most teachers just won't teach it. And you might get the odd enthusiastic one, but really no one's going to teach it if they don't have to because they have other stuff to do. There's a little bit there and a little bit somewhere else, but nothing nothing that anyone will ever really remember and nothing that people can think about or get engaged in or anything really. If I was in charge of the education system, I would create a class that happens once or twice a week at the very least that would teach people about climate change and it has a Christmas and summer exam like all the other subjects and not just one of those blah blah exams, an actual test to make people realise what we have to lose and how we can save it. Well, I mean, people don't have the time in their lives to go and research this on their own. They need people to do it for them whose actual job it is. I do think people would care if they knew about it properly.
0: This brings us to one of the main reasons we spoke to Paddy today. Because many of you will not be able to go to Glasgow and be a part of COP26. But there is a special event on next week that will allow you to be better informed about it. And maybe start important conversations with your friends and your teachers about what you think we need to change.
1: I wanted to talk about an initiative that I think every single school in Ireland has to partake in and that is the climate and nature summit it's meant to be in all primary and secondary schools in Ireland but it's not in all of them yet and I want to help so basically it's a virtual event for primary and secondary schools across the country and this is really really important because this could if every school partakes in it it could genuinely starts a sort of education revolution in Ireland. Teachers and people from the government will talk to kids and secondary school kids about the climate and ways we can solve it. Just search for the Climate and Nature Summit. It's on for the 1st to the 5th of November and it's really good for all schools to show it in their schools. If your school isn't doing it, maybe try and get them to go to Climate and Nature Summit and try and show your principal and maybe they'll put it in. Imagine COP26 but instead of a bunch of politicians and blah, 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 there are teachers who are going to tell you what the politicians are doing, but not the blah, blah.
0: Politicians can be hard to pin down, that's for sure. But as Paddy points out, the eyes of the world are on those powerful people attending COP26 this year.
1: COP26 is so important because... In the last 10 years, and especially in the last 3 or 4 years, the interest in the environment has raised by tenfold. And you won't see that on the surface, but if you did a poll of people who actually know about it now, you would see it. People are actually going to care about this one. And I know people do care about the Paris one and all the other ones before it, but this time, loads of people will care. And if it doesn't go well, then those people won't be happy. And when people aren't happy, the people who are in charge have to make them happy. Or else they won't be in power anymore. I believe a lot will get done if the right stuff is talked about, which I do think it will be. Obviously, I as like lots of past things, I expect a good bit of hogwash. But I do think that a lot will come out of it. And I think that this will be the one that will do stuff.
0: I think we all agree... A successful COP26 is vital. The decisions made will impact on us all. One date that's being used time and time again at COP's past is 2050, the date by which we're expected to achieve net zero, limiting the world's temperature to a rise of between 1.5 and 2 degrees. And while we can feel a sense of anxiety about what will happen between now and then, it does help to think about what age will you be in that year? And most importantly, how would you like the world to look?
1: In 2050, I'll be 43 years old, and I hope that the world will be an economically stable place, an environmentally stable place, and a place with a steady population and where everyone's happy. We all need to, obviously, do the simple things like turn off the lights, but I'm sure you've heard that 100,000 times. What we need to do is we need to put more pressure on our politicians to do big stuff.
0: Big stuff like doors.
1: Apparently, and I'm pointing at the Irish government, uh, (laughs) the EU are going to make everyone put doors on supermarket fridges and that would get us all of our energy targets if we just put doors on supermarket fridges so that we weren't wasting energy and it would also save Irish supermarkets 3 billion euro.
0: Well, that's quite a saving. It's estimated that simply fitting doors to fridges and freezers in supermarkets would reduce their overall energy consumption by as much as 25%. This was one of the important recommendations also given at the Youth Assembly in Dole Aren in 2019. From doors and fridges to improving our cities and including everyone in the conversation, COP26 is a really big deal. And in next week's special episode, we're going to try and explain all of the important details about what is going to happen, what it could mean, and why it's key that We all have our eyes on the powerful people there. Head to ClimateandNaturesummit.com to find out more about the event Paddy came here to discuss. Again, it's on next week from the 1st to the 5th of November and it's free for all schools. So why not email your teacher or even ask your parents to do that. Have them register for the summit and if you can't, maybe say it on the day you get back after the midterm break. Like many of the young climate activists, we get to meet Making Ecolution. Paddy is an inspiration but he has his inspirations too and we'll finish with some of them on a cold but sunny beach with Paddy his mum and their dog Biddy
1: There are so many amazing people out there and so many things that we can all do to aid the climate. Aoife Cannon at the SAI, Emer Barry at the SAI, all of the people who are trying to solve the water leaking issues at Irish Water, David Attenborough. Flossie from Flossie and the Beach Cleaners lives up the road here as well. She's really, really amazing. She does beach cleans and she does lots of other stuff so if anyone wants to join her on her beach cleans, it'll be really good because you pick up lots of rubbish and it's fun I can't forget Patrick Kerwin who set up all of the climate and nature summit and he's done so much he's a teacher so he's really busy and that's even more amazing he's pulled a lot together from himself so he's he's amazing and all the other people out there who are doing amazing initiatives but we all need to do it, and we all need to do it now because this is the 11th hour and we don't have any more time.
2: Ecolution
0: Ecolution was produced by Nikki Cochran for RTE Junior Radio.